Hello, everyone. We would like to welcome you this morning to the Crossroads podcast. This is episode 14 on using God's medicine for our abundant living. Our host, uh, Dr. Lee Adams, will be on just momentarily. But right now, we want you to get prepared for another uh, podcast on alternatives to some of the things that we use to heal our bodies. Uh, Dr. Adams is a resident of Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised. He is a retired school teacher, uh, a man of God, a pastor, preacher. We are prepared to move forward and go forward. And as we have seen that he has, has connected and is ready to go, we're going to turn it over to you, Dr. Adams. Let us go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank God for each and every one of you on this Saturday, the fifth day of December. This is our first Saturday of a new month of December, AD 2020, as well as the Hebrew calendar year 5781. Thank you for tuning us in again for the Crossroads podcast. I want to thank our co-producer and my brother and friend, none other than the one that I call the Bishop of Broadcasting, Dr. Bruce Smith. Thank him so very much for manning our controls on today. And we have had a great relationship and we are thankful to God for that relationship continuing not only through broadcasts, but as well as this podcast. I want to welcome you again to Crossroads, where our symbols are the interstate markings of Interstate I-40 and Interstate I-55, where north and south meets east and west, where coming together is the epicenter and the center point. It is the crossroads. We are at a crossroads in our lives. We're at a crossroads in our nation. We are in a crossroads in our world. And in the words of uh, the late uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, when he said, there is something going on in Memphis. There's something going on in our world. And now we're here to discuss contemporary issues of interest with leading men and women in business and industry, in religion and education, politics and government, uh, community development, our public safety, our health and wellness issues, and all those that are major concerns to us as individuals, as groups, as a nation, and as a world. I want to thank you for again tuning us in to Crossroads. Today, we continue our topic of using God's medicine for abundant living. And in the past, we have explored God's word being medicine and the fact that healing is found in plants, trees, roots, stems, bark, flowers, seeds, and fruit, and that all nature has health benefits, even the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the earth that we live on, as well as what comes out of the earth, and even our sun, which provides us with what we need to live on this planet. I want to thank you on today. We are certainly facing many, many, many challenges, especially with our health and with our wellness. It's important for us to understand that 
God in his infinite wisdom provided us with everything that we need to be able to sustain us food-wise, physical-wise, spiritual-wise, health and wellness-wise, social living-wise, you name it, God has already provided the Most High. He is omnipotent. I don't have to tell you what it means if you're a member of the body of Christ. I don't have to tell you that he is omniscient. You already know what that means in the body of Christ. And you already know that he is omnipresent. And so we're here today to let you know that you can be reassured that he has not left anything out for your health and your wellness. As a matter of fact, 3 John 2, uh, John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth, so that we can maintain a balanced equilibrium and so that we ourselves would not only be able to have health and wellness benefit for ourselves, but we can pass them on to our offspring, to our neighbors, to our friends, to our co-workers, and all who are members of the body of Christ, as well as in the general public. Uh, God's prescription for health and wellness, whether physical, emotional, spiritual, or eternal is not an alternative approach, but original. God does everything original. He's the originator. He doesn't try to copy anything. And so man's approach has been to relegate God's prescription for health, wellness, and wholeness to being second class, second hand, and to elevate that which he has made, which he has manufactured, which we call man-made, as if it is the gold standard. Before we go any farther, I want to say to you, I want to thank you for listening. And if you don't mind, I want you to follow me if you like this show. And also, there is a box that you can input your questions or your comments as we go along. It is our desire that this podcast not just be Lee Adams, but would be a universal podcast that addresses the needs of people because out of one blood, God have made, has made us all. And because of that, we all have some commonalities. Everybody that I know smiles the same way. Everybody I know when there is something that is distressful about them and sorrowful about them, tears come from their eyes. They don't come from the hands or the feet or the arms or the mouth. Our emotions show the same way, which tells us that we are all have a common bond together. And so because of that, we have much more in common than we do in our differences. And so when we look at life from a spiritual standpoint, we have to understand that we are brothers and sisters. We are on this planet together. There is no space shuttle that can take us to a far star. Uh, there's no uh, enterprise starship. So we're all here on this ball called Earth 
And because of that, we have got to learn how to live together. We've got to learn how to put our collective minds together for the good of the entire body. Now, one of the questions as we look at God's medicine for abundant living from the word standpoint, if we would just take just what we're involved in now, and that is the uh, COVID crisis, COVID-19, we started in year 2019 and has moved to epic proportions. There are some statistics that we need to look at before we delve into the word of God. Uh, since the pandemic began, since the pandemic began, more than 278,000 lives have been lost, have been cut short. 278,000 trips to funeral homes, over 278,000 trips to cemeteries, over 278,000 funeral processions. That is a large number of people who would still be living theoretically if it had not been for this corona virus. Maybe some may have crossed over, but we do know that their crossing over has been attributed to the pandemic of the coronavirus. When we look at hospitalizations, hospitalizations are up 140% over the last two months, which means that more and more people are being admitted into medical facilities. And we're going to discuss these things very shortly after we look at the rates. ICU, ICU rates. Now hospitalizations have risen 140% over the last two months, but ICU rates have jumped 58% over the same period, that is over the last two months. As of Friday, more than 100,000 COVID-19 patients were in hospitals. Can you imagine all over this country, 101,000 patients taking up hospital beds and more than 2,500 daily deaths occur in the United States. These are numbers of staggering proportion. And so let us go back and let us kind of glean what we can from this information. First of all, if we think about the fact that what the average age or death age or mortality age, somewhere around 75 years. And so all of those who potentially died before the age of 75, the 278,000 plus lives, when we subtract their age, of death from the 
age of expected life expectancy, we can see how life has been cut short tragically by the thousands. And then when we understand that there are so many, so many families who are affected, several families with multiple deaths from Corona, very devastating. And that's why it's important for us to go back and to see what God's word has to say about how we can help one another to alleviate the suffering as well as the deaths. Hospitalizations, many hospitals, small, rural, urban, not designed for an influx of patients at one time. But here they are stretched to the to the seams when hospitalizations are up 140% over the last two months. It puts a strain on the beds. It puts a strain on the medical personnel. It puts a strain on equipment. It puts a strain on families. And here it is that ICU rates have jumped 58% just over the last two months. Intensive care. Over 100,000 patients in hospitals all over the country. 2,500 daily deaths. My, my. But God has a prescription for health and wellness. The question is, what are we going to do? And I'm speaking to those who say that they are part of the household of faith. Jesus said in Matthew 23 and 26, Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. And so what we're dealing with is not just a physical problem, but this is a spiritual problem. For the enemy cometh before to kill, to steal, and to destroy and he is no respecter of persons. And so we're trying to use outside remedies to affect an inside condition. Jesus said, warn to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you actors, for you may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. And isn't it strange? Or is it coincidental that many of our pharmaceutical companies have stopped doing what they claim they've been doing all of the time, looking for these other uh vaccine cures for the ills of the world. And now they have jumped in full force, testing and examining and going through the process of being able to provide a vaccine. something from the outside. And we in the body of Christ, I've heard so many 
that are faith leaders who are praying for a vaccine. Send a vaccine. Give us a vaccine. And we have had one since the beginning. And if you go back to the Garden of Eden, there was a tree of life. And man did not take up that tree. And God, the Lord, said, if he takes up that tree, he'll live forever. But that was after he had committed sin. And so a tree of life was available. But within the other trees, God has provided everything that we need, all of the substances, all of the cures. But we ignore that. There is an antidote. When we look at relief versus remedy, relief is temporary. Our father did, did eat manna in the desert, in the wilderness, they said. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. They were looking for the temporal, the outside relief. But Jesus has already provided what we need when he said, let there be. There is relief and there is the remedy. They were re looking for relief, but Jesus had a remedy and it is found in John 6 and 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And so we're looking <clears throat> for man to provide something for our relief when God himself has provided the remedy. I was asked a question. I was asked a question. The question was, why hasn't the faith community been promoting more natural God-given remedies? That's a good question. When we have so many, by the tens of thousands of pastors and preachers and missionaries and evangelists, apostles and prophets, and members of the body of Christ who say that Jesus is the way. And Jesus said, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the light. And why is it that so many in the faith community will not go back to what God <clears throat> has provided for us in the beginning? That's a good question. It's one that begs for an answer. We say that we believe that the word of God is without error and without mixture and that it is true. Then why can we not go back as one songwriter said, take me back, take me back, dear Lord to the place where I first receive you. Just take me back. 
And many times we don't go back because we're looking out of a blinded eye. When God has provided a cure. Solomon said that the plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, camphor with spikenard and spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all trees of frankincense and myrrh and aloes with all the chief spices. He said the plants are an orchard. Solomon being the wisest man said it's in the plants and the plants are an orchard and we're not going to the orchard. We're not going back to where God has provided us what we need, the relief that we need. Where is it? It started in Eden. And Eden is where the beginning took place, but also sin took place. But it was at Calvary where salvation took place. And so when we think about what God said in John 3, 16, for God so loved. The tree brought sin. But the cross brought salvation. Adam died in sin, but it was Jesus who died for sin. And we are men and women, and we can't leave the women out. Because Eve was the first woman to speak to the serpent. But yet Mary became the first woman to speak to the risen Savior. Adam, the first man to disobey God. Jesus, the only man to fully obey him and had a testimony from the Father. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. The first tree of life was on earth. The last tree of life is in heaven. The tree of good and evil bore one fruit, but the tree of life bears 12 manner of fruit. The leaves on the first tree were temporal, but the leaves on the tree of life are eternal. The leaves on the tree of good and evil were stained with sin, but the leaves on the tree of life are good for the healing of the nations. He who eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is destined to die, but he who eats of the tree of life is destined to live. And so the faith community must go back to its roots, must go back to the cypress and the frankincense, the hyssop and the myrrh, must go back to the spikenard, must go back to all of what nature has provided. For well, even those that were called wise men traveled. And Matthew 2 and 11 says, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshiped him. They paid obeisance unto him. And to worship him, they surrendered their all. And when they had opened their treasure, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
are we presenting unto him? I want to let you know today that God has a way and his way is the only way. There are scriptures that support the use and purpose of anointing and the use of essential anointing oils and spices. Because when he called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease and told us to heal the sick, clear the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. And not only did he give that to 12, but Luke says, after these things, the Lord appointed and we're all on appointment. We're all on assignment. And we have to come back just as they did. Seventy others and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where himself he would come. And the seventy returned with joy. You know, there's not a lot of joy in this world now. There's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of skepticism. We don't know. We don't have, we have lost that joy. The enemy has stolen something from us and we don't know how to get it back because we're looking for man to bring it back to us. Do we think that a vaccine is going to be the cure-all, the magic potion? Do we really expect that even after receiving it, that we're, we're going to be all in Shangri-La? That we're going to do what the wizard said to Dorothy or the witch. You got to just clap your heels three times and you'll go back to where you were. I'm afraid it's not going to happen. And so my brothers and sisters, the 70 whose names are not recorded, they're also a part of us. We're them. They went and they came back. They returned with joy. Where is our joy? We don't have it because we're apprehensive about these vaccines and these medications. We're apprehensive when every time one is put on the market. Later on, here comes an announcement that they've been removed from the market or that they've caused such severe side effects, even death, that multiple lawsuits have been filed against their manufacturers. Nobody can tell us what will be the ramifications of these vaccines, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 12 months, two years, five years from now, what will be the effect on our children and our offspring? What about our own health? Will we cure, have a cure for one thing and then we have multiple health problems arising from the side effects? <clears throat> These are answers 
or questions that beg to be answered and nobody can answer them. That's why there is no joy. But one writer said that the joy of the Lord is my strength and we ought to be strong in him and in the power of his might. And the seven to return with joy saying, even the spirits <clears throat> are subject unto us through thy name. And we are not using that name. That's why the question was addressed. Why has the faith community been promoting natural God-given remedies? Why hasn't? It's because we have been so sidetracked into believing in appeal in a prescription, in an elixir, in a shot, in a capsule, and whatever else, however else medication is contained. Put it in a needle and self-medicate yourself. Put it in an inhaler and let it come up your nostrils and you can breathe it yourself. And so we have become so psychologically dependent upon what man provides for us. We have gotten away from what God gave us in the beginning. And many in the faith community are overlooking God's medicine for the abundant life. I give you power. I give you the anointing to tread on serpents, that is, on spirits and scorpions, which are their buddies, their allies, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means hurt you. And the reason we are being hurt is because we have abandoned the weapons of our warfare, that which is designed to protect us. I want to say to you, my brothers and sisters, that God has given us a remedy and we aren't promoting it because we don't have the faith to believe that it works. We are looking at our own inadequacies. When we look at our own inadequacies, we have a fear of failure. We don't want to lay hands on anybody and pronounce them healed in the name of Jesus because we feel like our credibility, our own credibility is on the line. And if it doesn't happen, we fail that person. And we need to take ourselves out of the equation and put him as the author and the finisher of our faith and know that we are just instruments to be used and governed through and by his Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, in the name of Jesus. Number one, Stop speaking to the person and start speaking to the condition. Speak to that situation and circumstance. Not speaking to the person. The situation and circumstance, that sickness, that illness and disease is a spirit. Speak to that spirit. For greater are you 
over that spirit, then any spirit can be against you. And greater is he that's in you than anything that can be against you. And so when we use the name of Jesus, we speak. Jesus always said, he called it what it is. Thou deaf and dumb spirit, come out. What is thy name? Thy name is Legion. He knew how to get to the root of the problem. We're praying these prayers and we're saying this and saying that. And the spirit within is just comfortable because we ain't even we have not addressed him or her or them. And that lies within the root of the problem. We must address the issue. And if we need a situation remedy, if we need something that is an antidepressant and an anti-inflammatory and an immune stimulant for our immune system, we know we can use frankincense. When we look at those that are antiviral as we attempt to eradicate all of the viruses, then we know that we can use lemon eucalyptus and lime. We know we can use marjoram. We know that melaleuca is one of the, has some of the highest constituencies for antiviral properties. We know that we can look at time. We can look at they said eucalyptus and we can look at clove and we can look at cinnamon and cassia. We know that these kinds of oils will help us when it comes to antiviral. We know if we want to deal with certain situations that if we got pain and we need a painkiller. Something that not only will target one thing, but will target many of our systems in our bodies. God has provided the different plants. He's provided the barks and the stems and the flowers and the roots and the trees to help us. And our problem is, is that we don't want to consult others who may have the knowledge and the understanding and have a remedy. When I go to a doctor and there is a problem that is beyond the scope of his training. He doesn't mind saying, I am going to refer you to a specialist, to someone who has more knowledge in this area and has the equipment that will be able to further investigate your condition and to rule out this, that, or the other. But no, we are so territorial that we don't want anybody else to have anything to do with what we call our members, our ministry. When all of us are just under shepherds. 
And so we have to let others who have more expertise in an area trust them to diagnose. It won't take anything away from you. And I would say to you that if you believe in natural healing and the remedies of God, I want to say then you need to be involved with oils and spices and salves that are natural, that are God-given, that are more potent than what is placed in a prescription because you and I know prescription meds are not designed to cure you. They're designed to maintain and keep under control that situation and circumstance. That's why they give you a 30-day, a 60-day, a 90-day supply to keep us coming back because it is also a financial incentive for them to do so. Pharmaceuticals continue to manufacture. They can continue to prescribe. We continue to consume a never ending cycle. And so if you're really concerned about your brother and sister, you will do everything that you can to make sure that they have a better quality of life. And I want to discuss some things with you on today. I want to look at some oils and what research has to say about them. I know most of us, and I would tell you, uh, one of the great oils that I love especially for antiviral is clove. The Chinese have used clove for more than 2,000 years as a fragrance and a spice. Clove essential oil is good to treat inflammatory conditions. Toothache powerful. It reverses inflammation. There is a an ingredient called eugenol and low doses of it can protect the liver against liver disease. It reverses inflammation and slows apoptosis or cell death is powerful. I love clove because it's antibacterial, <clears throat> antifungal, great for dental care. And so that's one oil that you should always have on hand in your medicine chest and you can get that and I want to tell you this you can go to my website and you can be a part of being a practitioner all you have to do is go to my.doterra my.doterra.com slash Adams my website and if you want to be a part of this growing movement, this growing organization to bring back God's given remedies for abundant living, do so. You can start your own organization. You can get your own training. You can be your, you can be the catalyst 
in your missionary field for abundant living. Another oil, eucalyptus, the oil of eucalyptus, good for colds and for flu. It works as an expectorant. Cleanse your body of toxins and humble, harmful microorganisms that make you sick. Put it in your hair. Put it up under your on your hands and breathe it and ingest it through the air, through your nostrils. Put it up under your feet. It's powerful. It has medicinal effects, including everything from reducing inflammation and pain to killing leukemia cells. I'm not making this up. It has been researched. You don't have to take my word for any of it. Some of the most encouraging research is showing that it can help prevent drug-resistant bacterial infections like TB. Helps with hypertension. Now in France, the difference between in America and in France, in America, doctors don't want you to do it have anything to do with essential oils they discourage it but in france they write prescriptions for essential oils that's the difference in the thought in america and in france one is resisted and the other is encouraged Another oil that is so very powerful is frankincense. Frankincense is called the king of oils. It along with myrrh. When you've got frankincense and myrrh, you don't have one plus one equals two. You've got one plus one equals dynamite. It has shown to have cancer-killing properties. It's good for the treatment of conditions of the brain, of the breast, of the colon, of the pancreas, of the prostate, and of the stomach. That's why it's so important to, for us to understand what God has provided for us from the beginning. Frankincense is an immune stimulant. It helps to extend your cellular life. There is an oil blend that we have at doTERRA. It's an outstanding blend. It is a great blend that's good for extending cellular life. It is called cellular complex. And the oils have been studied for their ability to support your cells and to promote a healthy cellular life cycle. Frankincense, orange, lemongrass, thyme, summer savory, clove, melaleuca, all of these oils are great in their own individual right, but when put together, it's just like nitroglycerin, it will explode, it will, it will do something for those cells. Bring them back to life. And then kill those cells that are trying to multiply and to feed on your living cells. Cellular complex. Women out there, 
There is a blend for you. Work with your unique chemistry to create something wonderful within your body, such as patchouli to help calm you, bergamot to, re to relieve feelings of anxiety and stress, rose, stimulating and elevating, jasmine, uplifting, cinnamon bark has antidepressant and stimulating properties Vetiver, Elaine Elaine, Geranium Rose, all of these put together so that you can be the kind of woman that God designed you to be. So that you can handle the pressures and the stresses of life and you won't let nothing get you down the way it has been. Comforting blend when people need comforting and consoling. When they go through daily situations are mood changing. Comforting. Soothe your feelings of sorrow and grief and to promote uplifting feelings of peace and hope. Replacing that which is of grief with the oil of joy. That's why it's important, my brothers and sisters, that we know what God's word has to say to us so that we can live in the abundant promises so that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. So that we can anoint and so that we can live the abundant life and others will see that we are living a happy and healthy and productive life. This is Crossroads. I don't know if I've helped you or not today, but I certainly hope so. Because I don't believe that you would spend quality time listening to Lee Adams and not feel like it's something that can help you. I don't have all of the answers, but I thank God I know who does. When you're feeling like you can't rest at night. Seem like your nerves are all shattered and frayed. Can I recommend to you before we leave one of the great oils that I know you will enjoy. It is so fragrant, smells so good, it has such wonderful benefits. And that all is called a universal all. And they say, when in doubt, use it. And that all is lavender. Lavender. Lavender is antioxidant. Lavender can be used for diabetes management. Hospitals now are beginning to use lavender for post and pre-surgery to calm people down before they go into surgery and to help them to relax after surgery. It's good as a neuroprotective and diabetes management, good for anxiety disorders and depressions, antimicrobial. I wanna tell you, get some lavender oil. 
when it seems like you can't sleep at night, get your diffuser and put a drop or so in your diffuser and let it run. You'll drop, drop off to sleep. Put a drop up under the pillowcase. Lay your head on it. You go on to sleep. You rest and have sweet dreams. I recommend lavender if you're going through something. My brothers and sisters, I want to thank you today. It has been a plum pleasing pleasure for me to be a part of your life on this podcast called Crossroads, where North and South meets East and West. And if we have said something that will be a benefit to you or to someone else, let them know to tune in to the BVS Gospel Net Crossroads. And I'll tell you, I'll be glad you did. And they will too. And on behalf of BVS Gospel Net, Dr. Bruce Smith, thank you so very much. And may God bless you. And may God keep you is our prayer. Be blessed to be